Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla, occasionally known as Mr. Parlay and the mayor of PHNX. Uh, in regards to that, this show is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX, and for betting $1 on any college or NFL game this weekend, you will get $150 in free bets instantly. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Of course, I am joined by my friend, my co-host, and the guy that holds me down. It's Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Jesse, what's going on with the Arizona Diamondbacks? You know, yesterday was okay, I guess. Uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a great game, but they also didn't embarrass themselves. Uh, there were some some non ideal ways of of kind of digging a hole for themselves with the wild pitches and walking in runs, which they did twice. Not Definitely. the prettiest baseball game they've played, but hey, I know you're happy, Derek, because the you Baltimore know I'm happy. Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles won yesterday. They beat the Red Sox, which was actually huge. Red Sox fans were super angry Furious. last night. Furious. For- for a pretty good reason. I mean, yeah. that's not a very good baseball team that they lost to. So Diamondbacks right. have Diamondbacks in a good spot right now. We were just talking about Baltimore having the advantage because of those the six games they have left versus the six games on the D-back schedule. In fact, yesterday's episode was titled Advantage Baltimore. And Jesse, I want to go out on a limb here and say, Advantage D-backs, Advantage Arizona. They now have that one game lead in the Tankathon uh, rankings and they are in position to get that number one draft pick again you like you said it was an ugly game yesterday not exactly what you want to see josh rojas had some had some issues at shortstop but then redeemed himself with a pretty incredible play uh luke weaver definitely not impressive i just still despite all of all of his shortcomings this year all of the ups and downs i still think luke weaver uh, deep down inside is going to be a tremendous pitcher. I just, I'm not sure anymore if that is going to be in a starting rotation. He's, he just doesn't look like a starter right now. He kind of looks like a guy. I, I tweeted this yesterday when I was watching the game. He has two pitches, Derek, and it's pretty hard to, uh, to survive as a major league starter for very long when you only have two pitches. It's I hate that so much. I, I hate that so much in MLB the show when all of a sudden the guy shows up and his pitch selection is two <laughs> pitches. I don't even know what to do with that. I'm like, what is that? What? What? This is it. You know, and it's like you said, it's usually uh, in the video game world, a reliever. And usually in the real life also coincides with more of a relief role, right? Uh, at the very right. The, at the very most, maybe a closer, right? But still not, you know, not necessarily what you expect. Like, you're not Randy Johnson, so you're not going to go out there and use two pitches effectively to dominate. Uh, and Luke Weaver has shown moments of brilliance, but in, in you know, in sectional kind of ways. He's had certain games where, you know, he gave an amazing four innings and then after that everything fall fell apart really quickly you know once they start getting around that second time through the rotation so i i don't know if that is necessarily in his future or not i just wouldn't be surprised to see him you know in a relief role the diamondbacks right now are in need of relievers if that conversion happens and their rotation can be fulfilled with starting pitchers that can get the job done which they've proven to have more than five at times this season, at least 
five that have been doing it better <laughs> that's, than we that's generous that's a little generous no there, no no <laughs> which five name name these five for me all right all right we got gallon and and bum gardener right uh i okay. think honestly taylor widener has um starting in his future i think uh they moved into the bullpen for a reason derek umberto castiano well like that's what i'm saying though like it's amazing to me that i I guess maybe it is the lack of bodies or options that allow weaver to stay in the starting rotation i'm surprised we haven't seen that move uh from lobolo and and i I wouldn't be surprised to see it in the future it's obviously contingent on you know the acquisition of another starting pitcher that can really help bolster this rotation. But I definitely think the diamondbacks have the ability to move some of these guys that, you know, still have uh, a lot of success in their future, but not maybe not the starters around their, their relief pitcher situation has been just catastrophic at times this season. So I, I, I just want to see them kind of make some moves like that, that can benefit not only the player, but the team as well, you know, you, you know Luke Weaver wants to start. I mean, obviously, this is... I mean, and, and every guy does, right? There's really no one who gets moved to the bullpen, and that's what they want. Uh, it's, like, but, it's like asking if a reliever wants to be a closer, right? Of course they do, right? A closer yeah. is that role. Not only does it, does it usually pay more and is kind of a bit more prestigious title, but, you totally. know, it's, it's, it's that that dominance it's that feeling that you are their best reliever and you are the one that can come down and just you know close down games there was an article not long ago from zach buchanan over at the athletic where he talked about luke weaver and this problem that he has right where he throws two pitches and uh and zach buchanan uh made a connection with kevin gosman of the san francisco giants who is uh, has had a breakout year this season, and he is also a two-pitch pitcher. He's fastball splitter. That's basically all he throws, and he has a sub-three ERA. He's been really, really good this season. Uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to make the argument that you know, if you only have two, uh, two pitches, that it is impossible to be good in this league. That's not true. We see guys where that is, you know, where that is very possible. It's all about locating at that point, right? It's, it's all about, all about locating. To locate. And, and if you if you watch the game yesterday, what you saw is Luke Weaver have some pretty good movement and especially great life on his fastball. And the changeup was moving all over the place. The problem is that he almost never threw a changeup for a strike. And that pitch just becomes less and less viable the more the game goes on and he continues to not be able to throw it in there for the strike. Um, guys see that, they notice that. And if he's not going to be able to throw it for a strike, then it's just not as much of a temptation for them. And they're going to, they're going to start laying sure. off of it as much as they possibly can. Right. If they recognize change up coming out of the pitcher's arm, they're just immediately going to decide they're not going to swing because it's just not going to land in the zone. And, and Luke Weaver has really struggled lately to, to put that pitch in the zone and make it a little bit more enticing for guys. Gotcha. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, we've seen Zach Gallen kind of regress on his use of the change up this season and yeah, even when it was brought up to Tori Lavolo, I know I discussed it with Jack Summers from um, AZ Snake Pit, and he brought it up to Lavolo after that exact game. And I, I Lavolo almost sounded like he was uh, not concerned, but he was aware of it and uh, didn't really want to see Zach Gallon move away from it. But he doesn't, 
it's manage. a filthy pitch. I mean, he, the Zach Gallon changeup. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. It's, incre- it's, it's like best. it's his curveball is incredible, right? And we saw him not use that in the first half of the season, but then increase the usage of it in the second half and have success with it, right? Especially in that game against LA. I mean, he was he was just on point. It was the Zach Gallon that we were questioning if we would even see again. And not only did we see him, we saw him against one of the best teams in the league dominate i would say i mean one run it was an incredible night i i still can't stop talking about it. listen to me gosh you you love you love that game you're gonna it's gonna be like two years from now you're still gonna uh-huh. talk about be like oh man there's this, game. Game oh, there, there was this lady <laughs> throwing up at a trash can there was a blow-up sex doll being passed around it was a good time. <laughs> uh, but yeah no i mean the arizona diamondbacks right now i think do have a lot of good to build on we've said it all season long that this team is not as bad as the record indicates. And sometimes in sports, having a terrible season like this with a team that isn't actually as bad as it looks on paper is a blessing in disguise for the future. I can think of several times in different sports where, you know, there was a star player that went down or something of the sort that caused that team to go from being a good team to being a very, very bad team. And it resulted in them getting a high draft pick that changed their franchise ultimately. I don't know if Elijah Green or whoever the Arizona Diamondbacks would select with the number one pick would be that. There's no way to tell in baseball. It's, again, just too fickle of a sport. It's too fickle of a draft. And there's too many uh, options and outs for these players. Not to say that a number one draft pick would opt out, but they could. I mean, Anybody can opt out if they're a high school player and they're going into college and they decide they don't want to go to the team that drafts them. They can just opt out and go to college. They don't have to forego that college eligibility in order to go into the draft. It's much different than other sports. And it adds to the complexity of not only that, which involves them mostly drafting high school kids, but it also, it it goes into the complexity of, of how a player, you know, comes up in a system for a professional team and becomes a player. Like if everybody went to college, (laughs) four years of college, you know, guys would be coming out as like 32, 33 year old rookies when they finally hit the majors. Like I understand definitely why they're trying to draft players so young. It's just the MLB draft is still one of the most complicated, confusing things to me as far as, (laughs) you know, your, your selection and what you use your pick on. It goes back to why I kind of understand what, you know, Mike Hazen was saying about not wanting the number one draft pick. At the end of the day, do the D-backs really not want the number one draft pick? No, not at all. They absolutely want to control their own destiny as far as draft picks are concerned, and they want to be able to pick the guy that they feel is going to benefit their team the most. However, if they do draft someone and they – they pat let's say they pass on Elijah Green and the Orioles draft him at number 2 they forever have to live with that connection to passing on the guy that everybody said was number 1 if he goes on to do great things it's an embarrassment to this franchise that they passed up on a generational talent like that well speaking of young players coming up just to pivot slightly did you see that Geraldo Perdomo double yesterday yeah of course i did that was the moment yeah. that i said he looked like a he looked like a six-year vet in the league you know i mean it was amazing to see him step up in that situation with the game on the line against someone that was throwing 
what, like 102 miles an hour, Doval just <laughs> just gas, right? And he just stepped in the box and got himself not only a hit, but in scoring position and put the tying run at, at, at the plate. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a big time moment. I you know, I don't know. I know that. OK, it's baseball. He went out and did good. This is a guy we've been waiting <laughs> to see good things out of quite a bit, but it's very encouraging. And again, this is the reason why now is the time to bring these guys up. Ice water in the veins. You know, you can see that in a moment like that. Lavola knows that that's a guy he can count on. He can he knows that now that Perdomo is a guy that is ready at a major league level simply with that one hit. And of course, I'm insane just based on one play over a guy, but <laughs> it's it's the truth. I mean, sometimes it's it's moments like that that really make you go, holy crap, this guy is yeah, he's, he's a big time, he's a big league player now. You know, it was it was a I mean, it was a cold night in San Francisco. We know the ball doesn't really fly there. And it wasn't like a ground ball down the line sort of double. You know, sometimes it skips off the bag or something. You kind of get away with it. It was over. Yeah. Yeah. But it was over one hundred and three miles an hour off the bat, basically straight away center field. I mean, it's it was the kind of hit that. Yeah. I mean, kids, 21 years old, Derek, where I I'm pretty excited. I mean, that was. That was pretty much everything I would want to see from Geraldo Perdomo. And hopefully we get to see more of that here in the next few games, right? Nick Ahmed isn't here. Josh Rojas played a pretty rough game at shortstop last night. So yeah. uh, Perdomo, uh, you know, he's probably going to be in the lineup today and, and hopefully several more times here for the rest of the season. Where does Josh Rojas fit in? Let's just play devil's advocate because, you know, let's say Perdomo eventually is slated to take over, you know, shortstop. Yeah, you know, yeah move, I think he is. move Marte back to second base, get him out of center field. Where where does Josh Rojas fit in with this team? I think he's probably he's probably corner outfield, I, I think, plus okay. just utility guy. So he can cover at second and he can cover at third. We know that injuries are inevitable, right? There's gonna be opportunities sure. there. Sure. But I don't I don't want to see much more of Josh Rojas at shortstop, if I'm being honest. I think he's just uh, you know, there, there's it's one thing to be a utility guy, but asking utility guys to play shortstop is another is a whole other deal, right? That position is just more demanding than anywhere else on the diamond. And I think Rojas has shown us that you're just not going to want to give him a whole lot of reps there uh, over the course of a season outside of a, you know, a total emergency or something like that. Yeah, totally understandable. Totally understandable. Well, uh, just a reminder that the DraftKings Sportsbook app is uh, our our official betting partner, and they're also the official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's live now in Arizona. Jesse, flying in on Friday. He's got it downloaded. He's created his account. Once that geolocation lets him go in there and make some bets, he's going to be on the tarmac (laughs) at uh, Sky Harbor placing bets. But you can also do the same thing now, and you don't have to wait until you arrive in Arizona if you are here. DraftKings is kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Use our code of PHNX, and for betting just $1 on any football game this week, you will receive $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, And again, I introduced myself this episode as Mr. Parlay, uh, a parlay guy. I am a parlay guy now with the same game parlays. You can combine bets into different transformations, and you can do things that... uh, win you a lot of money or you know you win everything and then you lose on the very last leg like what happened to me this weekend either way it's exciting the whole time uh and i'll just say bet the under 
just bet the under. But DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable app. Best part about it, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Again, just as a reminder, download that app and use our code of PHNX to get yourself $150 in free bets for betting $1 in any football game, whether it's NFL or college. Uh, reminder, 21 and over only, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And Jesse, I got some, I got some tips. I got some hot bets for you when you get out here. So I'm already, yeah, you already have to hook me up, Derek. I got big yep. expectations for you. If anything goes wrong, it's all on you. It's all on me. <laughs> well, I feel that way already. I feel that way already. Uh, all the, <laughs> all the people in our, in our PHNX chat, uh, they're, they're talking about the, the DraftKings Sportsbook app and what bets we're making. And we're talking about, uh, Cheerston possibly shotgunning a beer over yeah. on the Arizona Cardinals podcast tonight. <laughs> I will be tuning into that because I we need to make that happen. I know this podcast is going to go out after theirs, you know, has launched, but there's a slight <laughs> chance. There's a slight chance people might listen to this right away. So if you do, please jump over as fast as you can and follow the PHNX underscore Cardinals account. Uh, we need to get 1500 so that we see her shotgun uh, beer before their episode is done. Uh, but you know what? We're, <laughs> we're we're having a good time over here. Uh, this is what our website is all about. This is what we are all about. We're all about being journalists and we're all about being fans. And we're so thankful that you're here uh, joining us. We, we are thankful you're here listening to this show. We appreciate your support. And if you would love to check out our writings, uh, our, our articles, Jesse is going to have a new article posted tomorrow. I will have one on Friday. You can get those at gophnx.com. And of course, if you become a member, you have a couple of great options. There is a annual option that will get you a free t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. And if you are a member right now, you can buy any college shirt and get half off of any other shirt of your choosing on the phnxlocker.com. It's an absolutely great deal. And we're doing deals like this every week. Before you know it, you're going to have a closet full of our shirts. They're the king of soft style soft, and they are absolutely gorgeous. I still haven't gotten one. I'm just describing this from what I've been told. You know, Saul has some cheers. Everybody has some except me. I'm, I'm pretty sure Jesse has a shirt. I'm not sure what's going on there. But uh, again, if you subscribe, you can do either the one month option and you will get your first month for 50 cents off. Or if you do the annual membership, you will get a free t-shirt from phnxlocker.com. Uh, if you love what we're doing over here and want to help support us, we, we appreciate the support. Become a member of our family. You can join our discord, by the way, that you can get away from all the BS on social media and talk sports just uh, just with us, your, your fellow members of the PHNX family. And we'd love to have you. We can't wait to talk about sports all the time. Jesse and I are, you know, just kind of, we're kind of fools for this game of baseball. And I am a fool uh, for good things that happen in Reno, Jesse. They always, <laughs> they always get me. They always you get, get really starry eyed pretty easily. Oh, uh, how is it? How, like, how is, how can you not? How can you not? You must have right? been a really gullible child. It must oh, have been really easy for me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I still am gullible. Are you kidding yeah. me? You know why? I believe that Alec Thomas is for real, Jesse. That's how gullible I am. I feel that this man, 
I'm not going to call him a young man. I'm not going to call him a boy. I'm going to call him a man. I'm going to say it like that because that's what he <laughs> is. He is killing it for the Reno Aces. And when yeah. you talk about the hope that guys like Perdomo and Seth Beer and others give you, I ask you, I beg you, I implore you to please look at Alec Thomas's numbers and what he's doing this season for the Reno Aces. It's incredible. 375, 441 on base, 674. 674, 674 with a 1.115 OPS. He has 18 home runs in 144 at oh bats. Oh my gosh. Jesse, that is a home <laughs> run every 12 and a half. Uh, 12 and a half percent, 12 and a half percent rate of hitting home runs, 12 and a half percent of the time that he stands at the plate and doesn't walk, he hits a home run. This kid, I mean, like you said earlier this week, the Reno Aces Twitter account has become like an Alec Thomas Stan account. It's oh, totally. it's, it's just night <laughs> after night, highlight after highlight of what this guy is doing for the Aces. A very unassuming character right when you look at what he's done in the past his numbers are surprising i think he's always been a consistent hitter but what he's been doing for the reno aces just uh has to has to floor you but again it's for reno right yeah i mean you might be gullible in general Derek, but i think th this time i think you're actually not not too far off um i mean he was he was not performing to that degree in double a but still posted some really good numbers and double a is not really known to be um as much of a hitter's environment it's a little bit more so now with amarillo as opposed to uh, where the diamondbacks were before um but nonetheless i mean in double a 283 374 507 uh, those are already some really good numbers and then i mean like you said just ridiculous numbers so far uh so far with reno and uh yeah, I mean, this this kid is for real, Derek. I mean, I don't think there's a question about it. Obviously, he still has one more step to take, and that's the biggest step in his journey as he transitions uh, into being a major league player, hopefully early next season. And we get to see him, you know, try to figure out how to how to hit major league pitching, which, of course, will be, uh, you know, another big challenge, another big step for him to take. But Right now, I mean, he looks every bit like the, you know, the outfielder of the future. I don't know if it's going to be center field or maybe eventually he moves to a corner at some point once Corbin Carroll or, you know, some other guy takes over in center. But he is legit. I mean, he is he is only 5'11", 175. But I mean, this guy is hitting tanks right now uh, in the minor leagues. And for a guy who has his quickness, his speed, his defensive potential, there's just so much to be excited about with this guy right now. There absolutely is. And, you know, the the one thing I also like about the Diamondbacks right now is when you look at their top 10 list, if you take out uh, top 10 prospects, you take out Perdomo, you take out Christian Robinson and his situation just based on that being mm -hmm. very complicated and the likelihood that his not only his progression, but his his route to the major league uh, to, to, to the big leagues is going to be definitely detoured and slowed down. What you have outside of the top three, Jordan Lawler, Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, is a bunch of pitchers. And I'm excited about the way that this has gone. I'm excited for the future because I think right now those three guys, Lawler, Carroll, and Thomas, are really poised to be very, very big impact players for this team. 
But then you have, you know, Walston, Ryan Nelson, Bryce Jarvis, Slade Sassoni. There are some good arms that are on the way, which is something the Diamondbacks are desperately in need of. Some of them aren't that far away. You know, I think Ryan Nelson is projected, projected to be here next season. Alec Thomas projected to be here next season. And then after that, you kind of have the rest of the guys projected to be here, you know, the following year. The only guy right now that's slated in the in the top 10 to, to be here after 2023 is, is Jordan Waller uh, and A.J. Vukovic. So those two guys are the only ones that we expect to see after that. But even Vukovic's progression could be, you know, kind of expedited based on need. Uh, and he's a great third baseman as well. So there's just there's a lot of things to really like about these these kids. But I don't know. There's something about there's something about Alec Thomas and his stature and his demeanor. He's definitely not the um, the what we what we talk about when we talk about uh, other guys and and how they look to be major league players already or ma- major leaguers. Like not to knock his stature, but Alec Thomas is very unassuming for his power yeah. that he's shown in Reno. I think right. uh, his right. numbers and everything about him just, do, it doesn't, doesn't make sense that he's, he has, you know, these numbers that he's put up this year, a 674 slugging percentage is just stupid, but nothing gets dumber than his godlike 1.115 OPS. You know, like that doesn't, mm. that doesn't even make sense to me. He's good, man. I mean, he's 21 years old. It's just uh, there's a I know lot that, to like there. I know the slugging percentage plays in strongly, you know, to the OB, o- OPS. But still, it's just right. one of those things <laughs> that like, man, I just can't believe, um, you know, these numbers that he's putting up. It makes it, you know, again, it, it makes things very exciting. And it makes me feel like the Diamondbacks might be better than, than we're giving them credit for sooner than we think. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I, I could see as early as as 2023 if they have the right combination of young talent, you know, some of these existing guys that have flourished and a couple of free agents, you know, a, a, a big name or two. Uh, things could be things could be popping by 2023. Amidst, uh, I, amidst all the tank talk, all of the talk about tank season and all of your silliness, Derek, I don't want our audience to miss uh, what you're saying right now, which is that even though. You know, obviously, we would love to see them get the first overall pick. And there's, uh, you know, some great things that can come out of that. You're absolutely right. I've seen some negativity on Twitter lately. Uh, just that, you know, this team is lost, especially for people who didn't like them bringing back Tori Lovello and just how they're going to be stuck in this rut for many, many years to come. This is the reality of the Diamondbacks. They are a very bad team with a very good farm system. And, and that is not there are much worse positions to be in, right? There are other teams who might even envy where the Diamondbacks are in some ways, just because their future is actually pretty bright in some ways. And obviously some things have to go their way, right? Alec Thomas needs to do this at the major league level. Geraldo Perdomo needs to, you know, have more than just one double in a Giants game that gets us excited. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, but there, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of pitchers who are due to come up maybe in the next year or two. A lot of, a lot of those guys took big steps forward into double A or even triple A in the case of Luis Frias, even all the way up to the majors. Right. And the next year or two, we're going to see these guys in the majors. And this really could be the start of the next great Diamondbacks team. And maybe that doesn't happen next year or even 2023, 
but it's probably, you know, it's not, it's not unreasonable to say it could happen a whole lot sooner than I think people think right now. I'm going to give one more piece of positivity before we move on. And that is as much as we hate the Madison Bumgarner contract and as much as we think he might not fit the timeline. Yeah. Maybe he's a very valuable piece to this team when these pitchers specifically start coming up and he's still around until 2024. Right. I'm not saying that uh, I'm, I'm, I, there's been some things that aren't very encouraging to, to think that he's going to have, that long of a career at being a, a high level pitcher. However, I think that there's a lot that he uh, could pass along, even, even though he's not that kind of guy uh, to the younger staff. And who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe he embraces that role a bit as he gets older. Maybe his knowledge that he can pass down can be very valuable uh, and almost, I hate to say this because of course this isn't true, but maybe worth every dime eventually if these guys, these prospects, Nelson, Walston, Jarvis can turn into some, you know, big time starters for this team. I'm, I think I'm, it, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at times maybe we overstate a little bit the, you know, the impact that veteran guys can have. I mean, if Madison Bumgarner in, in a year or two has an ERA of six and a half, I'm not sure if everyone's going to be, you know, right. just, well, yeah, just no. super stoked to watch his bullpen sessions and glean sure. everything they can every day. But it's, I see your, point. but Jesse, it's easy to be that negative, right? I mean, <laughs> that's why like even tank season isn't a negative thing. It's a positive thing. You could sit here and be miserable about what this team is doing right now. But again, I ask what what are the pot how many playoff games are the Padres going to be playing? I ask you, how many games are the Rockies who have had an incredible record in the second half going to be playing in the playoffs? Zero. The same amount as the Arizona Diamondbacks. The only difference sure. is the Arizona Diamondbacks have the ability right now to get a guy that can really add to all of this excitement for the future, right? Uh again, Drafting a guy next season means that he's probably not even going to be around for this entire timeline that I'm talking about, but who cares? Get him in the system, get the best player you can, you know, even, even if it eventually means potentially trading him for a big name or whatever the case, I don't care. Wow, just, you're, you're already, you're already talking about trading Elijah. Green. Hey, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that the, the one, the one thing with baseball is that I will take a proven all-star at a major league ev- level than sure. someone who's supposed to be an all-star at a later time. Uh, having, having a player like that in your organization is very valuable for a number of reasons. And that's my main thing with tank season is that's, that's what I want for the Arizona diamondbacks. I also think that's sitting here wearing a tank top with a little tank toy in front of me. Uh, I feel like I've really embraced <laughs> You know the excitement of the season, which it's tank you have a, season. You have Jesse. a tank toy. In I have a little tank right now, toy. <laughs> I have a tank top on. Um, I you know it's it is what it is. But I don't really believe the Arizona Diamondbacks are tanking on purpose. Last night, what I saw was a legitimate effort by them. Things just like you said with starting pitching and such, things just didn't go their way. But I felt like they were in the game the whole time, and I felt like they gave a full effort. They also don't need to, in my opinion, stop all that. You got five games left. Let's wear some, uh, let's, you know, wear some new shirts. Let's get some hula shirts out or something, some, some button up jobs like I wear and uh, let's go on vacation early. Uh, with that being said, 
I'm on vacation because I have won $1,800 using the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you might be able to do something similar like that. Probably You've not. You won $1,800. Uh, oh I tried. God. I tried to just let that pass, but let's just move on. Uh, just as a reminder, you guys can go. You guys can shoot for the stars, just like I did using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you use our code PHNX for simply betting one dollar on any college or any NFL game you will get $150 in free bets instantly. And yes, Jesse, I have won $1,800. Actually, uh, I believe it came out to $1,950. But however, I did put some money into that. <laughs> I, don't like to, I don't like to talk about the money I put in. I just like to talk about the money I've taken sure, out. Sure, sure. Which again, remember, DraftKings is safe and secure and you can pull your money out whenever you want to. Uh, I would pull my money out. And I think one of these days, I might use some of that money to go get me a D-back City Connect Las Serpientes jersey, Jesse, after talking about it the other day, I, I can't stop thinking about how much I want one. You know what I won't buy, though, ever, as long as I live? I it's, surely hope not. It's the San Francisco Giants City Connect jersey. That <laughs> thing is awful, Jesse. It is it's awful. Horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> it's bad for so many reasons. I remember seeing it when the season started and they showed all the jerseys and I went through the selection and I was like, boy, the Giants one is bad. I had no idea how bad it would look actually on human beings, living, breathing human beings. That's an awful jersey. It's an awful look top to bottom. I hate the whole thing, but you know what I hate the most? The stupid little Golden Gate Bridge on the sleeve that I hate so much. <laughs> A friend of mine that's a Giants fan contacted me and he attacked me and said, we're not allowed to talk until we bring back the purple uniforms, which I kind of agree with. Fair he also enough. said, <laughs> he also said that San Francisco really missed the mark because something like the Warriors did was, you know, embraced uh, how big their Asian community is in the San Francisco area. And he would have loved to see something like that, maybe with some Japanese or Chinese symbols or something on the Jersey, similar to the city Jersey, the Warriors had, I thought that was a great suggestion to make that hideous thing jersey. I better. I I hate the clouds. There's cl why are there clouds? Yeah, it's like it's fog. It's like it's like San Francisco fog. It's which, stupid. Which it's I mean, I guess stupid. I understand, but like weather no. doesn't feel that important. <laughs> it's absolutely not that important. What we're gonna have Suns? What we're gonna have a team called the Suns here in Phoenix, Jesse? What kind of stupid? Yeah, that'd, crap be, is that'd that? be ridiculous. That'd be ridiculous, right? <laughs> I will say that the Coyotes guys had an article today, which I strongly remember this period of time. But, you know, we we talked about the best jerseys in Arizona recently, and we talked about the Coyotes uh, white Kachina jersey coming back and how popular it is, how much people, you know, are are embracing that look, the, the whole Kachina design, the original uh, logo and such that the Coyotes have. And, of course, this takes me back to the original Diamondbacks and wanting – this good old purple and teal and copper look back. But I also remember people really hating the coyote stuff at the time. Right. So it's so yeah. funny to me now to live through the entire life cycle of a Jersey going from being kind of loathed based on how busy and different it was to being fully embraced by not only, you know, fans of the team, but seemingly everyone in, in the sport. Right. Yeah. I don't think that will ever happen with these god-awful San Francisco <laughs> Giants yeah. city jerseys. <laughs> never. They will never be embraced. They'll be like those Arizona Diamondbacks ones that were the future jerseys. You remember yeah. those future jerseys where it was supposed to be from 2046 or something stupid? <laughs> oh, those were bad. 
<laughs> I remember um well actually so I was I was reading an article um from ESPN from a while back. They ranked all of the City Connect jerseys. There's only 7 of them actually. The Diamondbacks are one of 7 teams that have a City Connect jersey. Oh, really? they ranked all Yeah, yeah, I was That's I actually didn't know that. I thought um, yeah, I thought there was more too. I, I definitely yeah. thought there were more. Apparently by 2023 they want to sort of phase it in for all 30 teams. But right now there's only 7. Um, and those teams are, I think I had it here. Those teams are the White Sox, the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Dodgers, the Marlins, and the Giants. Those are the seven teams. That's right. And the White Sox had that South Side logo with the old yeah, English, and that one was by far the best. That one is by far the best. And that's what the ESPN article says. They have that one, number one. They have Los Serpientes. They have us, number four. All right. Um, and which is, you know, right smack dab in the middle of the pack. I who, think it's respectable. Who, who's who's above us besides uh, Chicago White Sox? We have the White Sox. Then we have the Marlins are number two. The Red okay. Sox are number three. Okay. I like all of theirs. So as long as I didn't like the Wrigleyville ones for the Cubs. So as long as they Wrigleyville is sixth. Wrigleyville yeah. is sixth. And the Dodgers are seventh because that was just. Did you see the Dodgers one? It's basically their regular uniform, just like darker blue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I hate the Dodgers, but I got to admit when I see their uniform, I'm like, yeah, it's a good. Uniform. <laughs> it's a good look. Uh, this uh this giants uniform though they have a they have a quote in here from kevin gosman who is not on board with their uniform ah. um, and and he said i think there's so much more that goes into the city than fog yes <laughs> yes what, and a bridge said. right yeah like, and I, a don't, bridge. I don't know man i've been to san francisco it's a beautiful city uh and that ballpark by far is one of my favorite in baseball there's oh, so yeah there's so much imagery and so much different things you could have done with that. I just, it's, it hurt my eyes. It was like offensive to look at. I can't explain it. And it's not even that bad. I know it's not that bad. I know how ridiculous I'm being, but I hated it. I was like, like people say things like, oh, that made me want to throw up. Those jerseys nauseated me. And I mean that <laughs> in every possible way. But, the G is just boring. It's just oh, like it's, it's just, just the G. There's nothing. Is it's bad. It's and that's like bad. the orange piping that goes down, like right from the side to like the pants, I believe. And it's like it's the whole outfit looks very sterile and like hospital like. I don't know how to explain. I can't. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me upset. <laughs> it makes the Serpientis ones look much better. Yes, I'm, I'm starting thing. to really enjoy them. Now. By comparison, <laughs> even though my friend Rock, who hates on everything, so it's okay for him to hate on this, hates them so much. I do not, and I still want one. So maybe I don't know. Maybe if any members of the D-backs are listening to this show, uh, I don't know. Maybe hook me and Jesse up with a couple of uh, the Mayor and Thunderstick jerseys. I don't know. There you That'd go. Be exciting. Uh, but we want to thank you guys so much for listening, for uh, checking us out in whatever way you check us out. If you're listening to us on YouTube, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And then tweet me what that app is, especially if it's on an Apple iPhone, so I know which apps to get. Right now, I'm using the native one, and uh, apparently people just think I'm foolish for doing that. They also think I'm foolish for a number of other reasons, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, you can follow us if you're, and, and also, also if you're listening to us right now on this audio podcast on one of your favorite apps, please subscribe to the PHNX underscore sports account over on YouTube. We love the support. We can't get enough of it. We want to be your 
podcast. We want to be your website. So uh, we appreciate you guys being a member of the family. Uh, you can follow us also on the Twitter. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. I, of course, am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Because, of course, you'd absolutely find me, Derek Montia, at that handle. Uh, but none of that matters because all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports, where you can get us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We thank you guys so much for checking out the show and, uh, again, supporting us and this venture that we do. Anything that lets me come in here and talk baseball with Jesse for an hour every single day makes my life better. Jesse, I thank you for being my co-host, and I will see you again this Friday when we're going to tear some stuff up in downtown Phoenix. But uh, uh, this is it. This is the end. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bet on it. And Jesse's going to bet on it this Friday and Saturday and probably Sunday, too. You're darn right, Derek. You're darn right. (laughs)